wonder what everybody's so festive for. going on here <laughs> hello everybody hello what's going on i didn't even see this happening i looked down and i felt a little squirrel on my arm what's going on over here right now what are you hold on a second what are you doing right here i thought you were supposed to be getting in the bath i i was but i was coming in to give you a hug you want to give me a hug okay hold on a second don't be sad. Don't be tired. Don't be a tired baby. All right. So, what do you want to say to your say say for yourself today? Did you have a good day? Mm-hmm. Okay. What'd you do today? I. I don't know. You just hung out. Did you practice? You practiced your letters. We yeah. went. We went outside. We 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 made. We grilled steak. We did things like that. Uh-huh. And we last school went to uh Well did, did you manage your business? Tell everybody about what what your what your uh, company is called. Mikey and Lion and No, what's your business? You're telling us about your website. Tell everybody about the website you want to start. Uh Doggyfood.com. Doggyfood.com? Huh? And what are you going to sell on doggyfood.com? Doggy food. Doggy food? Anything else? Water? You want to sell water on doggyfood.com? Uh-huh. Dog water? Uh-huh. Okay. Not daddy water. Not daddy water. You don't want that. Okay. Well, listen, I'm glad you came to say hello. Now you go and have a, a good end of the night with mommy, okay? Okay. Tell everybody, say, see you soon. Soon, um, look on my new shirt. Oh, your new shirt? Mm-hmm. What is that, Baby Yoda? Mm-hmm. His name is Grogu. No. His name is Grogu. Why? That's his name. But we all called him Baby Yoda before we knew his name. And then Disney went went crazy. And I had, I didn't even watch the other the other season. What do you think about uh, Bob Iger? I do watch Bob Iger. You don't watch Bob Iger. No. What do you think about Nikki Haley? Are you? Would you vote for Nikki Haley? No. Okay. Well, jeez. <laughs> righty, Well, that's good. I love you. I'm gonna miss you too. I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. All right. Take care. Have a good one. All right. Bye bye. So you heard it here first. You heard it here first. She ain't voting for no Nikki Haley. <laughs> Because she's got brains, that kid. All right. Well, welcome to the show, ladies and gents. It's good to have you here. Uh, it's good to uh, to have you all here. It's a Tuesday night. A Tuesday night in the waning hours of January. It's the 30th. 
Tomorrow's the last show of the month, and we are uh, we got a lot of great stuff lined up. And tonight we have Rich Barris on for our little uh, monthly check-in. He'll be here in a little bit. I just want to do some opening stories. So, quite frankly, TV. Hello, everybody there. Hello to everybody on the Rumble and the Rockfin and the the YouTube, especially those of you who are on Twitter. All good stuff. We are inching closer to our 2024 production funding goal and uh, that means that sooner than later we'll be on everywhere for always because we're bringing on more video people and really just waiting to hit that stride we already got a couple of detractors I, in fact i i have been um i have not been able to upload anything to tiktok we were we had something get taken down from tiktok we're just trying putting up little shorts of the show just let it ride, you know? That's the whole thing. It's just let it ride. If five people who never saw the show before now show up and say hello and hang out with us every night, it's all worth it. And we're already, I don't know, encountering some kind of some kind of resistance. Nothing that I post actually posts in the last week. So I don't know if I have been doing something wrong or if there's some kind of terms of service thing going on, but we're trying, man. Whole bunch of things whole bunch of things and uh I'm, I'm happy they're here with us tonight tomorrow night we're gonna have donald jeffries on the show author donald jeffries his new book is out on jim garrison and the jfk assassination so that'll be good ashton forbes of the mh370x update uh the the investigation into malaysia flight 370 will be on with us for an update on february 1st i can't wait for next week as well we got some great stuff. Oh, actually, it's two weeks from now. No, no, next week is uh, the 7th. We got Jeremy Reese coming on, the alien scientist. We go back a long way, and I, but I hadn't seen him in years, well over 10 years. Then suddenly he pops up, and he's he was on Ian Crossland's show, and I was so excited. I said, oh, my gosh, there's a, there's a blast from the past. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time, a long time. I got in touch with Jeremy, so you got to come on. He goes, absolutely. So what are we going to do? I don't know, but it's going to be a night of science. I'm just going to tell him, keep it layman's terms, my friend, layman's terms. All right, so uh, that's what we have. Book Club was great last night. Thank you to Blue Monster Prep. Thank you to all of my friends and, and uh, affiliates on the QuiteFrankly.tv affiliate page. Here's the first one up for you. We talked uh, on a great length on Sunday night with Matt Christensen about the eighty-three million dollar payout to the folk, the 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 phony, the, the faux victim, the phony, the fraud. It's just it's just comical, but of course, the system wills it. E. Jean Carroll, she went on um, that guy uh, Rachel Maddow's show last night, I guess. And started going on like this shopping spree kind of a thing. Like, I'm giving everybody this. You're getting a car. The whole Oprah Winfrey. Everybody's getting something. Um, you know, acting like somebody who wasn't brutally raped or anything like that uh, would never act like. Of course. But of course, but it's also in her character. Character. Evidence of that character that was completely shut out of the courtroom. Um, because otherwise it would be very easy to see what's behind this. And, of course, then you have to start asking what's behind her. Um, here, listen to this a little bit if you haven't heard it. This was on Rachel Maddow's show last night. 
She appears with her two lawyers that look a little a little uncomfortable at times because she's just not very pious. You've talked about using some of Trump's money you're about to get um, to help shore up women's rights. Do you know what that might be, what that might look like? Yes, yes, yes. an 80-year-old woman is going to use just a little bit of the $83 million that she just had some assistance in stealing from somebody. Um, Persona non grata, public enemy number one. Had a little bit of an assistance, but now she's 80 years old, given uh, a little bit over a million dollars per year of life. And now she's going to put some of that toward uh, to uh, advance women's rights, which what the, what the hell does that even mean in 2024? What does that even mean? Yes. Tell me. I had such, such great ideas <laughs> for all the good I'm going to do with this money. First thing, Rachel... I'm going to buy another cat. I'm going to name that cat Sphincter. And then I'm going to buy another cat. I'm going to name that one Smegma. And then I'm going to go and I'm going to paint five more trees, all different colors. I'm going to take LSD and I'm going to write three more blogs that nobody will buy. And then maybe I'll just, I'll I'll paint some, paint some, some portraits and, and force somebody at Christie's to put it up for auction. We're going to go shopping. We're going to get completely <laughs> new wardrobes, new shoes, motorcycle for Crowley, new fishing rod for Robbie. Rachel, what do you want? Penthouse? It's yours, Nothing. Rachel. Kill me. Kill me. Okay? I mean, it's just uh, to see this collection of people over here, this is, ugh. I mean, hey. There you go. There you go. Lucifer's Hammer. There's some very, very thin. We're, we're reading this book, Lucifer's Hammer, for book club. And there's a lot about it that really challenges you. And you start realizing how unprepared you are, no matter where you live. Even if you're you know, living in a rural area, if you're already farming a lot, it really makes you think about where you get all your supplies and what happens when that shuts down and how limited things are. And of course, the closer and closer into metropolitan life you are, things get a lot more dire. Uh, the one thing, the one thing that I really love about the book is how everybody in there, the female characters and even the female readers are starting to see that, yeah, you know, when all of the, when the, the, the house of cards that has been built up to give the illusion that in the natural world there is a place where this collection of adults, these four women, these toxic creatures right here, would have any sway, any sway in the world at all without the creation of what has now been a completely commandeered machine turned in on itself to auto-cannibalize itself and in its final collapse into the sea, if there is any place, there's no place, there is no iteration of reality in which this would be allowed, okay? None. Where it w- There would be no place for this to germinate. None. This is all for a reason. These people are empowered because they are weapons. They are weapons. And they're willing Plenty of people out there and all special interest groups, they maybe they're conscious of that. Whether you represent genitals or skin color or sexual orientation or 
uh, one Im- so-called immigrant group or another. Perhaps you're, they, they, many of them are conscious of the fact that they are weapons, they are cogs in, in, the, in the system, and that for a time there is a price, there is a payout, and they're okay with that, perhaps. Because otherwise, useless. All four, all four of these women, useless. All right. Uh, on from there, there is a point of no return that has been crossed when it comes to the fact that the only thing that we are able to produce on the regular is war. War. Zero hedge. A moment of no return imminent as Biden has decided on response, says Iran supplied weapons used in attacks that left U.S. troops killed in Jordan over the weekend. I want to ask Rich Barris about this because, of course, it's just like a new war, a new battlefront every day over the last however many months. It's like a new war every month. Things heat back up with Yemen. Of course, they say, oh, that's all tied into Iran. Heats back up in uh, Israel. Oh, that's all tied to Iran. Oh, and China and Russia. It's just so obvious at this point. And again, fake. It's just so forced. And um, this is what's going on. Additionally, Biden said the White House sees Iran as responsible for supplying the weapons used in the drone strike on the Tower 22 base along the Jordan-Syria border, an attack which also saw over 40 American troops injured. Injured. Here is a clip from a press conference from the from the Pentagon that was... Uh, shared by truth stream media either aaron melissa or both uh and they give us a little bit of a of an explanation into or the proof into how they know what is what and which is which and and it usually just comes down to one thing you're just gonna have to trust us you said iran was behind the attack so what does that mean have you seen evidence of financing or directing anything specific to this attack not just generally but specifically uh, so maybe I need to clarify further um, from what Lita had mentioned. We know that Iran funds these groups, like Kitab Hezbollah. We know that these IRGC-backed militias are the ones responsible for attacks on our troops in Iraq and Syria. Uh, beyond that, we're we're doing an intelligence assessment. We don't have. I don't. I can't give you today that. Attack, it to Iran. We just know that Iran funds these groups like mm. Qatar, Hezbollah, and other groups that have attacked our forces, but I don't have more to share on as a general matter. Uh, saying, right? as a general, matter yes. uh, general matter, general knowledge. We don't have any proof. You're just going to have to trust us on this. We've been saying it for an, enough years that this should make sense to you all out there. We've been saying it for enough years. Please stop asking for anything other than our word and the urgency to go and bomb another part of the world and really open up as many cans of worms as we can all at once. You know, we're still waiting for them to show us the evidence that uh, Assad gassed everybody in Syria as well. But um, I guess we just keep holding your breath because, you know, sources and methods, sources and methods, you know how that goes? All right. So we're getting a little bit closer with that. One person who wasn't afraid to say uh, what they were, uh, you know, what they were thinking and had a coherent thought for a second, even though it was, they thought it was going to be off air, was Joy Reid. Joy Reid, look at, look, whose hair just looks natural and wonderful, fits her completely. Um, Of course, you probably saw how much much shit she was getting for the hair. Now she's keeping up there uh, out of spite, (laughs) but she looks ridiculous. 
Joy caught on hot mic accusing Biden of starting another fucking war. Take a listen to this. Over the weekend, President Biden said he's ready to take action if Congress is serious about solving the border issue. If that bill were the law today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. And Congress needs to get it done. Starting another fucking war. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Joy, you got that one right. But then, of course, she came back and she said uh, she had to she had to apologize. Let me see if this clip is even better. Citizen Free Press provided all the 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 links on Twitter. Uh, Here it is. Playing, um, and you know, we try to keep this show very PG 13. So I just want to apologize to anyone who is listening to my behind the scenes chatter. Uh, deeply, deeply apologize for that because you know it's PG 13. Yeah, yeah, just behind the scenes chatter. Want to apologize for that. We just PG 13 behind the scenes storm of fury. If you've ever been around these types, storm of fury, I can't even imagine who she he she ripped into after this was done. They put on their smiley, glad hands act for people, but there is a hurricane of hate brewing under there. Uh, I'm just surprised that she didn't blame it on the Russians like like she did when everyone found her old blog with all the gay slurs in it. Man, oh, man. And then she giggles. She giggles about being behind-the-scenes chatter, not being PG-13. You know, nothing about her admission that, yeah, we're being forced into another conflict, and, you know, this is just the game plan here. I don't even know what the hell the border thing was about. That's just that's just incredible. Not that it's um you know, the real issue is the random curse word. That's what she she wanted you to think, but that's that's all. PG thirteen, because you know there's a lot of twelve year olds that watch MSNBC, especially Joy's show. Huge hit with that younger demo. Okay, she's actually revived the demographic for MSNBC. Huge hit. So she has to keep it PG thirteen. So um yeah, must be. Must be really interesting life being Joy, to be so worthless and um, and make so many mistakes, but know that you have job security for as long as you go, as long as you want, okay? All right, so with that, let's take another break. We come back, and uh, we're going to set the stage for Rich Barris, who should be here in a little bit. Don't go anywhere. Hey, just wanted to see how that pause music was coming along. Now keep in mind, this is a movie tie-in video game from the Nintendo 64. Not looking for anything too crazy. What do you think about this? Maxan Caparato at 12,060 feet. You can get as high as I am by watching the Quite Frankly podcast. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride!
All right, so here's what we got going on right now. Uh, there's a couple of things that we're going to be also covering, you know, in addition to all the stuff I want to talk with Rich about. You know, there's war. The Taylor Swift thing is is getting a lot more interesting because it's an ob- it's obvious psychological operation. Um, I don't really find any value in it. It's just that this is always going to be the kind of thing that they they do. They always merge entertainment, you know, performers, whatever the hell it is that that has always been in it. And you know, when they publish something about what they're going to do, and the White House did uh, did express a lot of interest in making sure that they can recruit a any kind of celebrity help from somebody like Taylor Swift, who you know. By and large, I mean, they're, like we all know that the that the uh, the networks are completely out of touch, and nobody's watching them compared to some people's you know social media imprint. So obviously, it's going to be very important for people to to try to reach out to celebrities to um, you know poison the well and and just make everybody the politically activated in one way or another, and just destroy everything that used to be a nice little you know comforting part of life putting on a, a cd that now it all has to be some you know carrying water for somebody that has all been very clearly stated i'll bring it up later on if you want but you know it's bad you know it's on i should say when now the 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 prevailing sentiment headline everything else on the internet today is whoa maga meltdown maga i can't believe maga is so scared of T- taylor swift and i just love it that you know that that's a whole thing there that's what's going on they say it's uh they're they're making fun of everybody of this of the of the what of what of what the operation that's not going on here that it's not manufactured everybody's just expressing somewhat annoyance at the television aspect of this ridiculous relationship between the chief's tight end and um and uh taylor swift and then you start saying okay the timing it's inauthentic everything is weird it's 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 obviously a show and then somehow it gets turned into wow maga's having a meltdown and it, it has nothing to do with maga it has nothing to do with a meltdown it was a uh you know, a, a pretty mild annoyance into something that is just an obvious operation. So whenever they start doing that with the gaslighting that, oh, it's 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 not an operation. You're just a snowflake. That's it's like, all right. OK, so it's confirmed. It's confirmed. Let's see how effective it is, though. We'll talk a little bit about that later on, because obviously there's that 20 percent. Um, there's that 20 percent influence ratio there that they say that Taylor Swift has. And I want to know what. Rich Barris has to say about it, 20% influence of votes. Very, very important stuff. Hey, uh, hold on. Let's see if he sees me. Rich, you hear me? Yeah, brother. How you doing, man? Can you see me as well? Yeah. Okay. So my my experiment has worked. I, what I, is that? What is that? Well, yeah, what do you got going on over here? Need to move over? Need to move uh, the operation a little bit? Well, it's in. I, I'm I'm home right now, and I've yeah. been doing that because there's a lot of different upgrades going on at the studio. Yeah. And one of the the things that I had at the studio that I I didn't really test out too much until I had to come home out of necessity was creating a virtual camera with OBS and sending that over to a guest yeah. instead of having a secondary camera angle. So now I'm actually able to duplicate the camera virtually and send it to you. And uh, now when I go back into the the main studio, I'll be doing that instead. So that's nice. 
Yeah, that's cool. We've been we've done that quite a few times, and uh, we're actually experimenting with maybe that's the only way we can pull this off with uh, the new election graphics that we have coming in, where uh, they'll they update. I mean, it, it will be like just watching the news, Frank. I mean, even frankly, it'll be better. I mean, quite frankly, <laughs> well, but I'm well. It'll uh, be well, that, even that better. makes that makes me wonder: and, Are you going to be doing your own? Because uh, you're usually somebody who is commissioned to go and. And uh, and do election coverage on election night. I know that you bounced yeah. between s several different operations a couple of cycles ago, and you were yeah. up all night, up all week. Are you thinking about doing your own thing now, or do you still make yourself a gun for hire? No, nah, man. This is gonna be uh, this is gonna be us from this point on. Um, we've been doing it for the primaries. We have been doing, you know, through twenty one and twenty three. You know, some of those special elections. Uh, and the truth be told. Um, you know, how could I put this? Um, I I think I'm going to wind up bringing some people on our shows for some of the bigger events because, you know, to 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 entertain, for lack of a better word, until you get back to the data, because you can't always when it comes to be a general election and a presidential election, I'm going to be all in the data, Frank. I'm not going to be able to uh, entertain and play uh, you know, host while also crunching data. So I'll need some people that can just um, chat. But the point of it will be nobody wants to watch Fox News anymore to hear Martha McCallan or some other airhead give her opinion on what she thinks the results say. Mm. You know, like they are there for the data and that's what it's going to be. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot of really cool things coming, brother. It, it's I'm really impressed by some of the work. Um, and I just, I can't wait to, to reveal it, frankly. Well, it's going to be good. And, and, yeah. you know, it's already, we're already at the end of January. So it's, yeah, time flies and, you know, by the, but before you know it, we're going to be having our little end of August chat and you're going to be able to smell the folk, the, the smoke of a, uh, of a not too distant fire already at that point. Nutty, 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 nutty. So no uh, kidding. as far as today goes, as far as where we are right now on the timeline, uh, we are starting to see the germination of several different things that might be making big impacts down the line or no impacts at all. I don't know. War is definitely one of them. It seems yeah. like there is a new battlefront opening up every other week. And now we have Iran. And this comes on the uh, this latest flare up comes on the back of more Americans dying in a place of the world, part of the world that they should not be in. Um, and. And now it is uh, we're, we're playing the Assad game. Although we have all of the all of the the proof that nobody can see that this is from uh, Iran. There are American lives that have been lost now, and I mean everybody thinks it's just a matter of time before we open up another front in the Middle East. So, what do you think about this? You know, it's sad because you know twenty five years ago, Iran and Iraq, uh, both enemies of ours, obviously but also vehement enemies of each other and fighting every 10 years or so to balance out uh, their power struggle in that region. And, you know, the smartest thing would have been to just let them to continue to, you know, to kill each other. I am a, I am 100% an offensive realist, uh, maybe a little bit room in there for some other, you know, schools when appropriate, but when it comes to the balance of power, I'm 100% behind it. I mean, Frank, look now, they put us in this position where there are dead Americans and that of course warrants some kind of response, whether it's popular or not. I mean, 
And that's the way they always sell it. And, you know, I just can't help but to say, like, well, we, you know, we, we, we're, <laughs> I'm going to give a very unpopular take here, but it's almost given my personal opinion. This, we, these, we're provoking everybody. We just go around provoking and poking. And uh, that's what you get. I mean, they're not, listen, Frank, I mean, they're not in our region. They're not in our backyard. And it's like God has gifted us this beautiful situation where we're an insular power. We have a giant body of water to the west of us, a giant body of water to the east of us, to the north and south. We have two inferior, um, weaker great powers that also protect our border from invasion. And yet we just feel that we need to meddle around in the rest of the world. But that being said, there are um, there are dead Americans now. And you just you can't let that stand. And the, the sad part is, think about this, Frank. This is supposedly the official story that they thought this was a U.S. drone returning to base. If we're this stupid and this incompetent, why on earth are we running around the world poking a bear anywhere? I right? know. I mean, I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, we can't uh, win wars anymore, Frank, with this military. We can't. And I, it pains me to say that because um, I talked to Sean Parnell about this a lot. He was in the Army. I was in the Army. We loved the Army. We, we loved what it was anyway. Um, now, I just don't see any of those branches what they used to be. The culture is totally different. They're focused on social experiments instead of being effective combat-ready uh, operations and institutions. And it's, you know, we're not in the position for this, Frank. We have a lot of problems at home, and, um, you know, we got to start dealing with them. And until we're competent and capable of even bringing the fight to somebody else, you don't pick a fight. You're not prepared uh, to. Well, that's been, isn't, hasn't that been the case, though, for many decades with the U.S.? They pick these fights that they're not really prepared to even win or do what is necessary to win. So we just end up with these dumb bloody noses and we limp home like a bunch of losers. I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm the older I get, the less appetite I have for this. I think the American people are over it as well. I'm tired of being called an isolationist because people can't answer simple questions or simple criticisms that are laid out. Right. And then we just went through this last year, all last year, Frank, um, you know, it was about Eastern Europe and we had to listen to this crap and that crap. Oh, you're a Putin puppet. Oh, you're this, you're that simply because they cannot answer simple criticisms or forget about that. They can't even answer the Weinberg doctrine doctrine. What is the foreign policy objective here? What is the vital national security threat? Explain that, you know, because once you can do that, then I think you'll find people are more receptive to your argument. But these arguments that, um, you know, we've been hearing for decades and decades, what we call, I didn't call them, I didn't label it that, uh, Jack Snyder did, what we call these myths, these myths of empire. They're just old now, brother. Yeah. And the generations are changing and not you're going to they're going to find fewer and fewer people willing to believe them. Well, you know, I don't think that your opinion is necessarily a um, an unpopular one. Uh, what I and I and also yeah, I guess it depends who's listening, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and this this crowd, I don't think it's going to be that unpopular with this crowd. And I I'm, I'm there with you, too. I, I would say that how you described our advantage over here in uh, in in the Western Hemisphere with two world powers that are friendly to the north and to the south with two major oceans on either side and all that stuff uh, that was an advantage that has that is i i don't believe is no longer with us especially with the way that um 
the borders in both ends are wide open. We squandered it. That's the thing. We totally squandered it. It's all gone. Everything is gone. And but but now again, and and I'm starting to think that the greatest advantage of those who are running all this into the ground in very very methodical ways. Uh, one of the greatest advantages of having hundreds of thousands of soldiers and contractors stationed around the world in illegal illegal bases that have no no basis in law to exist. There's no declar- there's been no declared war. There is nothing. These permanent military bases all over the place. It nonsense. I think the greatest advantage of having hundreds of thousands of Americans stationed all over the world is that you can literally get any one of them killed at any time, and it would be a justification for a new operation, whatever the hell it is. And 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 I and I hate to be so cynical about this, but it's just the way I see the world now because uh, there it seems that there has been a really really hard itch to scratch on the backs of people like. Uh, you know, John McCain, uh, people yeah. like Lindsey Graham. And that has been how the hell do we finally turn Iran into a parking lot? Um, yeah. it, it's just something that they have been. And you know what? And chomping it, at the bit for years. Man. I know. I know. Chomping at the bit for years. And I don't know how you could not be a cynic, though. I don't know what. What they gave you, what what other information or history or lived experience they gave you to make you anything but a cynic. And it's not just our generation, it's generations before. I mean, the Lusitania, Frank, I mean, World War One, even elements of Pearl Harbor were completely constructed. They want they let that happen, Frank. They boxed the Chinese the Japanese into a corner. They had no choice. They had a steel and oil embargo. If it was us, we would have struck too. I mean, and just the, these. Again, these uh, inability to see as someone else's point of view is a real problem. And then when people aren't receptive, you get the Gulf of Tonkin, right? You get, and of course, I'm talking about hoaxes uh, and horrible hoaxes that sometimes lead to the death of people um, and the willing, the willing loss of human life so that they can uh, get what they want. Um, and if not, they'll put on a show. I saw rocky soldiers throwing babies out of incubators remember that not true remember the royal family the niece of the damn ambassador frank come on you know and she was put up as some like working class nurse who lived in kuwait i mean the lies are just there's no there is no bottom for the lies that they'll tell like there's nothing is beneath them and uh, and of course the mother of it all uh yellow cake and WMDs. I mean, you know, so which led, of course, to this situation that we're in right now. All, by the way, happening while we have a commander in chief who has been around through most of what I just said, sadly, over four decades worth of it, and never had made the right decision and never had been on the right side of history or the right side of those foreign policy decisions. So excuse me and excuse you for you know, having uh, skepticism about A, whether they're telling us the truth, and then B, even if we were to green light this with public opinion, uh, is he is he capable? Is it smart to go to war with a commander in chief who is a total idiot? And before he lost his faculties, he was wrong on everything. He was the one guy to tell Barack Obama not to kill Osama bin Laden. And he was the he made a public statement after Donald Trump killed. Uh, General Qasem Soleimani, the leader of the Quds Force, the Iranian Quds Force, um, where he said that it was reckless to do that, and that was wrong of Donald Trump to kill Qasem Soleimani, and that it would result in the uh, region, you know, going up in flames, and it will cost American lives. Even though we knew anyone who um, 
knows anything about uh, the uh, Ron's role in some of these wars we've been fighting. The Kutz Force showed everybody how to build IEDs. I mean, they funded it. They're responsible for tons uh, and tons, um, hundreds and thousands of American deaths. Uh, so if you're going to kill anybody, it should have been Qasem Soleimani. And meanwhile, that didn't happen. He killed Qasem Soleimani and then got the and then you know uh, negotiated the Abraham Accords. The P the region was about as peaceful as you could expect it to be under Donald Trump before this blabbering fool uh, got into the White House. And then ever since, it's been downhill. He can't even exit Afghanistan without costing human life and American life. So and just think about it. So all I would I would. And I think I was on your very show telling, saying this very same thing when we were talking about more involvement in Ukraine. This is a guy who can't even exit Afghanistan correctly. And then when he launches an attack as retribution, right, for the bombs, uh, for the loss of marine life, he winds up vaporizing an entire Afghani family that had nothing to do with anything, Frank. I mean, two children, a six-year-old boy and a four-year-old girl, the mother, the father, the uncle, the cousin, whatever, throw everything, the whole damn bloodline, whatever, vaporized in an instant because he can't even fight. He can't even strike back correctly. So for all of, look, for all, I'm sure they mean well, but for all like the Mark Levins out there who, you know, anyone who has anything to say that you criticize, um, you know, these policies and you're an isolationist, right? Or yeah. uh, I forgot what they had to say the other day, uh, a libertarian something, I don't know, some cute little name. Last time it was cute and Putin's puppet. It's like, you think Joe Biden's an idiot, right? Fine. We agree on that. Why are you clamoring then for us to do something with this guy at the helm? Like, it doesn't make any logical sense, Frank. Think about that for a second. Think about it. No, well, would you no, would you no. go to war with a dumb commander, a stupid idiot of a commander in chief? Would you? Is it smart to go to war with that man? Well, I Come mean, on. well, yeah, obviously that that is a a question that's that's pretty rhetorical. But in actuality, it's it's more so. Do you want to go to? war with whatever is standing behind joe biden working him like a ventriloquist puppet well of course i mean everybody so, knows what i'm talking about so and, of and, course, yeah. but but to that point to to your point there too it is then you're just making a a, a choice between neoconservatism and neoliberalism which are so so close together yeah. in, in in all things maybe to varying varying degrees of severity and all that stuff but you know you you mentioned something else here you're talking about the willingness to lie, the willingness to lie about human lives lost, whether it, there was no lives lost, but you want a war to start to yeah. suppress the lives lost of any kind of a disaster you may have caused to try to, you know, get yourself off the hot seat. Um, I got this email and it's a uh, it's pretty interesting. It's, it's pretty uh, it's pretty, I don't know, you know, in your face. And I want to I want to read it to you. It said, Frank, the U.S. base in Syria was never approved by Congress nor by Syria, which demanded that the dozens of illegal U.S. bases, they demanded that dozens of U.S. illegal bases be removed immediately. Zero Hedge uh, today said Mexico is, Mexico is furious and demands an investigation into how belt-fed machine guns, rocket launchers, and grenades are ending up in the hands of cartel members, the country's top diplomat said. They said, Frank, who or what? has the power to act with impunity. It's not any elected government, and the Constitution has nothing to do with any of it. So isn't it harmful to continue to pretend that they matter? 
The rogue cartel in power commits genocide in the Middle East and Europe, partners in illegal organ trafficking, and bio-warfare labs. Um, Rich, I can't say I disagree with the audience member. I talk about the Constitution and American history a lot, uh, but mainly because it's better to know the truth about what should be and still be horrified with what is than uh, I just yeah yeah than to be ignorant about yeah. the truth and also be horrified. You know, I mean, this is uh, yeah. and, and here's another thing. This is how we can move this into another direction. This applies to last night's show that I had with Joe Hanneman from the uh, the Epoch Epic Times about January sixth. The entire sham is a never-ending string of government-sponsored terrorism from the plants in the crowd to the police activity to the cover-up of murder, the pipe bombs, the media. The pipe bomb, don't forget the pipe, yep. The media, go. the judges. E. Jean Carroll is another example of rogue government nonsense with no true recourse. Uh, I mean, it's it really, is an, it really is daily reminders about how um, there is authority out there but it has nothing tied in with representative government, and there seems to be no recourse for us. Well, I would say this. I mean, it, it, it's okay to—it's more than okay. You have to acknowledge that that is, of course, what is really going on, um, but you can't forsake the idea of representative government because I think that one of the lessons of the Trump administration is that it does matter, right? They would not have done everything that they did to try to subvert— it just flat out engage in sedition to try to remove this guy before his time, uh, before he was able to serve out his tenure. Um, if there was no power still remaining in the representative bodies and it's important to remember, um, they're not, you know, Frank, how do they get a hold of these people? Let's be honest. I mean, uh, blackmail through forms of coercion, there's, I don't know if you guys and your audience knows this right now. The media is not going to report it. There's apparently a tape of um, a ton of GOP congressmen running around in their underwear, you know, partying with uh, girls they shouldn't be partying with. Oh, really? I mean, this is how they get you on a leash. So, representative government. I mean, you can still acknowledge that the deep that the deep state or the administrative state, the bureaucracy, is the really really the one that governs day to day and and pulls their strings. But and that's fine, and you should acknowledge that because that's true. But the recourse really is to return to representative government. It's the only way. And they, But you can't do that. And I say this all the time. I'm going to say it again. I don't mean to kill anybody's spirits, you know, looking forward. They're looking at the polls and they see Trump's ahead. I'm not trying to kill any spirits here. I'm just going to tell you what I told you, um, you know, on this show many times when we had talked about this. The election of one man, a revolution, does not make, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't. And it won't do much good. If Donald Trump goes back to the White House and he's got a bunch of traitorous Republicans stabbing him in the back every two seconds again, it's just Ronald Reagan would have took out the Department of Education if it wasn't for Republicans like John McCain. All right. Um, think about where we would be now if it wasn't for that. Mm. The So, look, the right and the pop, I wouldn't even call it the right because Trump's new coalition is not technically uh, traditionally right wing. Uh, it, of course, it has the right wing elements in it. But it's not fully that. That's not what it is. Um, any, I would say, let's call it the po you know this populist or normie movement uh, that you're seeing fuel you know record vote shares and rep record vote getting in primary states and caucuses like we've seen. Um, they need to understand it's not just the presidency. 
right? So it looks like they're doing a very good job not allowing themselves to be manipulated for some, you know, for, when it comes to that office, Frank, but for some reason, when it comes to everything else down ballot, it's still fairly easy to manipulate people. You know, that money counts in a congressional race. And, uh, you know, there are, uh, for instance, Republicans look at the border right now. There is no Republican who ran on I'm going to back an amnesty bill in 22. If you give us the House majority, we're going to back an amnesty bill. Yet here we are, you know, and I could rattle off a dozen names right now of people who said they're conservatives fighters. That's how they won their primary. I'm going to secure the border. They were totally full of crap. There's got to be an extension of what we have seen uh, at the presidential level down ballot as well. And by the way, locally, uh, Texas is having a huge fight right now. They just it just dawned on Texas voters that um that their representatives are, you know, their their majority party is full of crap. Mm -hmm. And now there's a big war going on between um, those who are uh, aligned with Speaker Dade Fallon, who is a disgrace to public office. I mean, if you, I don't know if you've ever seen the tapes, but I mean, just I can't even imagine 20 years ago a speaker of a state house holding session and drinking. I mean, in front of the cameras and in a, in a styrofoam cup and being inebriated to the point where he can't even read the bills or call call the motions. Uh, it's just uh, unbelievable. But this is where we are. But he doesn't care because he thinks he's got his alliance with the Democrats and the media and anyone who's conservative or anyone who's populist uh, that's going to call him out on it. They'll destroy, which is what they tried to do to uh, Ken Paxton. So this fight is going on now, and that's great for the state of Texas, but. You know, I, I again, it's got to get to be broader or else I understand the the hopelessness that people like that feel because, like, what do you do with these agencies? And they mentioned um, the the yeah, the judiciary in that as well when it came to E.G. and Carroll and the courts. Well, this is why it's so important to not ignore those down ballots. You have state Supreme Courts. You have appointments that are made at the uh, district level, district attorneys that are that are elected. You know, in in cities like um, in states, you know, like New York, you know that. Uh, so you just can't, you know, George Soros can't come in and throw all this money behind a DA and trick you like that. You just can't let that happen. Um, and so on and so forth. So, again, there's progress uh, to restoring representative government, but there's it's not even close to being there yet. But it's a, it is our only hope to fight against the bureaucracy, Frank. There's no other way except for the other way. Yeah, of course. I, I, yeah, the other way. Well, let, let, the other way. Since we're, since yeah. you brought up two, um, speaking of Texas, <laughs> uh, well, 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 not only that, but but just uh, yeah. different yeah. types of uh, ballot initiatives and all Make that stuff. My whole question for you, my first question for you, and I had brought it up a little bit in my my last um, my last question about Joe Hanneman being on the show last night and talking so much about January sixth uh, when we talked about the prisoners there. It made me wonder in the middle of last night's interview, and I had to yeah. make a mental note to ask you, um, if you have been able to do any work in determining to which degree people are voting this November in hopes that the um, whoever wins, especially when we're talking about the presidential election, will have the power and will have the um, the determination to commute sentences through, you know, through, through the White House uh, for people who've been there uh, stuck in jail that are awaiting these ridiculous sentences that have already been sentenced or they're going to be sentenced. Uh, do you have anything on that as far as a 
as a um, you know inspiration to vote one way or another to, to on the hope that you know sentences can be commuted because nobody's getting any breaks. Yeah, I would say this, and we do, we do, but I would say there's really two ways to answer that. I mean, we have people now who are basically voting on that uh, when it comes to primaries. Understand, Democrats, they, 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 oh, I know they that want, they want these people to rot in jail, Frank. I mean, the Democratic side of it is almost voting for when you see a pollster ask like protect democracy. What a Democrat means by that is lock up their political opposition. I'm not kidding. I mean, we've talked we've talked in great detail to voters about this. Um, Republicans are voting on three issues. One, and it's become the number one issue now, is immigration. And two is the economy. Three is some variation of what you're talking about, whether it's the administrative state just totally being out of control and they want it obliterated. And then you do have a subset of that group that also says protect our democracy or whatever, however the pollster wants to word it, even though I hate that word because it's not true. Uh, it's not an accurate characteristic. But uh, if you're asking people who are on the right or independents who lean to the right, when they tell you that, they're talking about the, that they feel there's an imbalance between what we were just talking about, the administrative state. It's like being punitive now. It's being, um, you know, they don't like hearing stories, not just J6. It's people, they'll tell us about J6 and they'll tell us about, you know, um, you know, hauling grandma and grandpa out of their house because they were an alternate elector in Michigan or something, Frank, mm. you know, it's more than that. So there is a subset of Republican and Republican leaning independents who are voting on that. There is, I think they, you know, uh, there, and, oh, and then the other part of this is, and you may have saw this. Did you see that Snoop Dogg just came out and basically just, uh, I mean, it wasn't like a full throated endorsement, but it was, you know, like, uh, Trump's demand. You know, he's my guy. What? Um, and when people ask Snoop Dogg, the guy who said no, F wait, wait, Donald wait, wait. Trump you, had what? the song F Donald Trump. Yeah. So yeah. He, when they asked him why, it was because he had pardoned people. He had pardoned people that Snoop Dogg thought was unfairly targeted by the state. And basically, you know, like we've been dealing with this for a long time. You, you people just started dealing with it. Like we've been dealing with it for a while. And one of them that apparently turned um, his mind quite a bit was an old friend that he had when he was at Def Death Row Records. You know, so like back in the day, you know, that Trump apparently pardoned. I didn't even know about this, you know, until I heard what Snoop Dogg said and then looked at it. Um, I mean, I had heard a bunch of, I had heard that Trump laid out a bunch of pardons that were near and dear to like certain important entertainers who are African-American. I knew that. I just didn't know of specifics like this. Um, so I think... Part of that J6 argument and the uh, persecution of citizens by the administrative state is actually helping Trump when it comes to these non-white non vote shifts that we're seeing because they are not voting on like, you know, uh, how many years have Republicans tried to go after non-whites over the economy, Frank, right? Or other issues. It was like, you know what? Unemployment is is at a record low with African-Americans, at a record low with Hispanics. And it helped, but it didn't help like this, like what we're seeing now. Something else is a, is another driving force, a predominant force. Um, and, and it's this. I mean, this is what we hear when we interview um, voters who are, you know, non-whites, whether they're Hispanic, they're black, and they're not, you know, uh, 
upper crust people here. We're talking about working class neighborhoods. We're talking about urban areas. Those voters who now have changed their mind, they're going a different direction more often than not. They're not. They'll talk about the economy, but they'll say like that's secondary. Like things were so much better for me under Trump. And of course, that matters a lot to them. But it's this overall general feeling because it's true that now they share something in common with the right. You know, they have now perhaps now the right will understand what it's like to have a government that persecutes you. And there's a kinship, whether you agree with it or not. You know, it's that's what um, it's just some rapper just tattooed Donald Trump's mugshot on his thigh, dude. You see that? No, I, I mean, didn't. I didn't. But I, but I see I, I see things got like a million this all, followers on Twitter. See, it, it's one of those reasons. It's one of the things that you, you can see the trade offs that are made with the um, with the left. And of course, yeah. that means Republicans and Democrats alike. Uh, the people who are really trying to preserve yeah, their their business, they're trying to preserve their business, trying to preserve the world that they had built up and that people before them had built up and they have inherited. They don't want it to go away. Yeah. Um, what they what they fail to always grasp is what a meme really is, and in the inside of that sphere of mimetics and. And, and how, how it relates to people, they try to go for all of these things they, and they try to, they try to uh, pigeonhole and really trap their opponents and then attack them and be vicious and tear them apart. And, and what they don't realize is along the way, they, they overlook all of the imagery. They overlook the, the, um, the common bonds that they're creating with people and they yeah. because they're they're so out of their minds the viciousness the teeth bared they're coming down and then all of a sudden you start realizing oh my gosh i have uh in my 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 fluster in the the uh, this attempt to go and just cross the finish line as, pa as fast as possible and lock this whole damn world up uh, you create these moments there of where it becomes a a point of solidarity between groups that you always were trying to keep separated, and yeah. um, it, yep. it's only getting worse. It's only getting worse and worse, and it's only getting more and more cheap and staged. This whole uh, Taylor Swift thing that we were going to talk about again a little bit tonight, just from a psychological warfare standpoint, uh, it, it's really something else there too. And of course, they announced this. I had this. Uh, this set aside when I saw it, the New York Times, the headline was inside Biden's anti-Trump battle uh, battle plan and where Taylor Swift fits in. OK, this was yeah, the, yeah. OK. Now, now in here, in here, they talk about this. They talk about how it's very important for them to go after somebody like uh, like Taylor Swift. And then at the end, they start going down. all. I mean, it, there's here. She stands alone, tall, and unique. We need her. We got to get. So uh, there is an obvious plan here, and they're rolling it all out. And at the same time, the Daily Mail puts out a poll that says that anybody that Taylor Swift points and clicks at, there is going to be a. I don't know. See, I, this is why I have you here to talk about this. I don't know what the sample size is, but they said that for anywhere from eighteen to twenty percent are going to vote in line with Taylor Swift just because she said it. And I think it's mostly a female demographic. Do you know anything about this? I'd like to know a little bit of the uh, of the science behind the numbers, if you do. 
Yeah, I think. Uh, and by the way, it was Little Pump who who tattooed Trump's mugshot on his leg. Right. He's, he's he's showing off the pictures of it right now on X. Um, I think that what people may not understand because there was I want to just tie this in with a year or so ago more probably now there was a lot to do about how many voters registered to vote because Taylor Swift was talking about this uh, abortion issue and trying to get kids you know or younger women uh to register to vote um look I don't think she does nothing I just think that you're when you're looking at that 18 percent you're looking at a demographic it's like overlap you know where they're not doing it because Taylor Swift said so they're doing it because these were people who are already inclined to agree with Taylor Swift's politics. So they're not being persuaded because of Taylor Swift, you know. Now, will they be motivated? That's a different story. You know, I think there's something people have to understand about elections in modern America now. 2022 should have taught uh, the right this lesson, but they haven't learned it. The polls weren't really all that wrong in 22 what was wrong uh was that we were going to return to normal elections after covid and we didn't this became a permanent apparatus for democrats to get out the vote where they know they need to get that vote out and they're very very good at chasing ballots and they're sometimes lacking the motivation to do so and that's when somebody like a taylor swift can kind of kick some of those uh younger people that de the demographics they need to do it in high gear. Uh, well, is it make or break? No, I think that, you know, if Republicans underperform in 24, like they underperformed in 22, they should have performed uh, stronger. I mean, the ingredients was there. It was there. They did not get enough of their vote out. It's that simple. Um, I think if they underperform in 24, it's because they've spent way too much time and money uh, trying to once again upset the will of their voter and you know deny the will of their voter and and instead uh, not on you know uh, the the important things you know because there are some groups out there believe me I know I'm intimately familiar with how all this is that's going on there are some people and some groups out there that are trying to get Republicans the infrastructure they will need to match it now Donald Trump you know like you saw in New Hampshire the other day he's a turnout machine and you know what I think Republicans should fear is that if they pull this off and they don't put that infrastructure in place, but they still pull it off, Frank, they're going to think it's like an affirmation of them and they did something right. And there will be all these groups who take a bow like, see, this is how many you know voters we registered. It's uh, we, we, we contributed to this and other groups will say, see, this is how many people we chased, you know, chased their ballots down and everyone will be taking their bow when it won't be deserved. And the truth of the matter is it'll just be the very organic, natural result of Donald Trump being on a ballot. Donald Trump gets out these low propensity voters. Republicans do not get out. And once Donald Trump is gone, that'll be the end of it. And mm. there they will be at that point so far behind. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. I mean, the, the industry is changing so fast and it's becoming so sophisticated so quickly. Republicans are desperately uh, in need to catch up. And if they screw this up, this cycle which they they are. I'll tell you right now, Frank. I mean, I can tell you right now. Uh, at this point, it's not looking good. And if they don't change course, 
Um, that's what I think is going to end up being their fate. And meanwhile, Democrats are very good with this. They'll have Taylor Swift going out there with a little motivation points. Everyone will get their little Apple push notification telling them about it, by the way. Yeah. And every time one of her fan uh, fan demographics that uh, everyone knows because of big data is likely to lean toward Taylor Swift, picks up their phone and then sees that message and then goes to social media, they'll just so happen to see all these prompts about making sure that they're registered on the permanent absentee ballot list. And then they'll get 10 push notifications before the election telling them not to forget to bring in their ballot. Republicans have to understand <laughs> what they're up against and they have to create all of that themselves because they do not have big media big tech big industry big entertainment whatever they don't have them uh helping them the way that they're helping democrats and so that's honestly what i think taylor swift's contribution is to all of this i don't think it's much about persuasion but it's sure as hell can be about motivation, man. That's a great it really point. Can. It's a great point about Silicon Valley essentially being the uh, a, a de facto uh, research and development wing for R and D, baby. I mean, yeah. it, seriously, because it's just they're so ideologically uh, ideologically aligned. I don't know. Who knows? Between that and I finally, somebody finally sent me over the the clip of Dick Durbin suggesting over christmas break or something that we should offer all the millions of illegal aliens some military time in exchange for for citizenship i said ah there you go it's exactly it what i've been talking about that one for years is i don't don't expect blue helmets to show up it's going to be a foreign army wearing american fatigues that's exactly what it's going to be uh well uh, um do you have a couple more minutes to spend with me on the other side oh, of the yeah. intermission oh yeah i thought we had other topics yeah man yes yeah, we bro. do yes we do i want to ask you about um a, a few other things including how far do you go with rigged sporting events <laughs> not that far well, although well, well, not well let me put it this way not yeah. as far as like vivek ramaswamy you know which i really can't even understand where he's going with all this what but do you understand mean? i am just a separation uh just a generation you know uh slightly separated uh from pete rose i've watched uh college students you know i don't want to get into too much because what i say may incriminate myself i've watched them shave points get should throw games i mean some of these People, Frank, have the talent. I once watched <laughs> a basketball, a promising. Well, don't, hold on. D don't blow this right now. Let's keep it to okay. the other side of the intermission. Let's. Hold, I want people all to right, come listen right. to this. Okay. I just, I just, you got. Yeah. Let me wait. You, you just cool, yeah. cool your jets because this is going to be a good one because I have a lot it of other is. things to do. Ladies and gentlemen, come to the other side of the intermission with me and Rich Barris. We're going to be on pill.net. Uh, and and or quite frankly TV. What's e easiest for you? It's always a great time when Rich is on, and we have so much more to do. Maybe I don't know. Who knows how much time he gives us? But anyway, it'll be a fun one. Uh, we will be there, and we will see you in just a few moments. Hop on over. The rest of the show is available exclusively at Pill.net. Follow the link in the description of the episode. Get signed up. It's that easy. Or head on over to quitefrankly.tv, just press play. No paywalls, no censorship, no strings attached. So head on over, quitefrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole and pilled.net. It's intermission time, folks. Time out to press the like button. Thank you. Well, 
Welcome to intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Not quite. Quite frankly. Joe Brandon. Quite frankly in Roma, Italia. Quite frankly. You're going on Frank's show tonight? I want to get a Coke. Can I get a Coke? So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the other side of tomorrow. Is it really, though? <laughs> and uh, joining us still is Rich Barris. It's great to have him still with us right now. I've got a couple of things over here. Now, Rich, what it, I, 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 like I said last night, I'm just going to put it out there. I do not see. I am having a hard time processing how you can get so many players, so many coaches to go in on running out a script. I'm not talking about yeah. one man, one player corking yeah. corking a bat or you know Pete Rose, you're talking about somebody who bet on him on himself to win. It wasn't even like it wasn't even like I bet on us to lose and then he went 0 for 7 in a series or something like that with five errors and all that stuff. You know, when you talk about what we what we talk about with the uh, with rigged Super Bowls though is something totally different. It is spoken about in a way where there is a script being run and everybody is doing their part, and it just seems like it's just too chaotic of a situation for that to be so tightly managed to the, to the the minute detail. And uh, but uh, there's a lot of people that are on the opposite side of that. Yeah, I I mean I think I come down where where you come down on this. I'm just saying like from my point of view and from my experience, anytime I've ever seen uh, whether it was college or pro or had knowledge about, you know, things that were rigged, um, it just didn't work that way. You know, like for instance, um, there was, and I don't want to say, I mean, I don't want to say who it is, but I mean, I've seen basketball players be so dominant and so uh, talented 
that they could participate in point shaving operations and nail it, Frank. I mean, nail it. You know, that's how much control they had over the game. But when you're talking about an NFL game and you're talking about the Super Bowl, so many moving parts there. And I just I could see it would be it would be a lot of mistakes. There would be no clean way to run that play through. You know, I don't know, man. It's just a, a too too there's too much room for error and there's too many potential errors to make. I mean, you know, so I don't know how you could script a game like that. I just I don't know. I just don't buy into that because again, part of the reason why is because anytime I have seen or known of anything that was um not right, you know, whether uh, you know, talking about basketball, boxing, I can see that. I can see rig I can see rigging judges' cards, Frank, in a fight in an MMA fight or or or, or boxing. And I think that there is several historical records that we could point to in some pretty big boxing matches where we could say, you know, they robbed that poor SOB here. They robbed, but not and, and of course we know of people taking dives, but not to the extent that we've heard some people lay out. And I gotta be honest, some of the connections i've heard some people try to make and draw to it it's just too much for me to even follow i mean and it's not because i'm stupid it's too much you know i mean that's just the way i feel well the, the, there's a lot of, i as i said last night the thing for me that is really without reason is that number one i i do believe it's it's very hard to to have to pull something like that off yeah. Uh, especially the bang bang plays. I understand that a couple of bad call, a couple of calls. If you have a few refs in your, if you're in your back pocket, a couple of calls in a close game. That's different. A couple of calls yeah. in a close game. That's something else. But yeah. with all that being said, with all my skepticism stated there, I knew 100. percent And you can call it just the science of the gut. I don't know what it is. There was no way on God's green earth that. The Chiefs were not going to bring yeah. uh, Taylor Swift to the Super Bowl with them this year. There was no, there's no way in God's green earth. So you, so you say, well, what does that mean? That means that there had to be some kind of intervention, both uh, earthly or otherwise. I don't. Somebody else has to make the determination. There was no way on earth that the that the media was going to miss an opportunity for this this weird, really weird, awkward couple that I don't believe is authentic in one, no way in, in hell is it authentic. It's just very weird. It's been forced all year. And, um, of course, it, got, it gets so much of us talking because the Super Bowl is like, a, is like occult 101 messaging between all the performances and the commercials yeah. and everything. It is huge. It's huge. So uh, it, it just made the pageantry aspect has just been... So easy to to predict uh, at this end, but listen to this. I I do give this a lot of. Uh, here's a it, here's a uh, an email I got from Ken in the the chat room that I think is really interesting, and I want to ask you about a medical issue. Hey Frank, Ken here. Wanted to chime in on the sports rigging stuff. Just my opinion. Being from Detroit, I grew up watching all four major sports, uh, like fans who live in New York, Boston, Chicago, and other cities. I've been a Lions yeah, fan since 1962. You know, and I've been through many heartbreaking, confounding losses and near misses. Sunday's playoff game was eerily similar to many of witnesses drop passes, missed interceptions, a fumble. Forget Dan Campbell's gambling on fourth down. I love him as a coach and honestly, uh, his honesty and his aggressiveness. He's not the reason they lost. They lost because they aren't used to being in that position and made uncharacteristic mistakes. 
It's a young team. He's saying that yeah. if the if the NFL was truly rigging that game and wanted the biggest audience, they would have wanted the Lions to win for the exception yeah. of the 49ers yep. fan. You know, it, it is true. It's true. You, it, I start saying, okay, you know, uh, now the other game. He said the other thing. Regarding Taylor point. Swift and Kelsey is another story. I'm sure the NFL loves the fact that Taylor will be in the luxury suite gushing over her uh, her tight end. But um, it, it, but Lions <laughs> Lions would have been the uh, Lions would have been the, the big one. I get it. I get that too. You know. So it, and I think it makes a really good point. Uh, and and by the way, say this: uh, it's not uncommon or unheard of or even unusual for fake celebrity romances to be used to pump up PR. I mean, that that's, I mean, that's actually quite common, you know? So uh, it, it, it shouldn't, I, I just don't know how that leads to the conclusions that other people are drawing. I mean, there's maybe that, you know, that there are certain people in media for sure uh, that want to take advantage of a story and a narrative uh, to serve their purpose. Sure. Um, you know, but again, I just, it think it's just too much. I think he just that was Ken. You said I mean, he just yeah. gave a much better alternative explanation that if they really did want uh, to rig a game to have so, the more compelling story would not have been um, would it would have been for you know the Lions to win. So I just I don't know. I, I don't. I, I just I don't. I, without some something else here, brother, I don't go down those rabbit holes. Yeah, you know. Well. Okay, well, we still have a couple of weeks to find something uh, more juicy to sink our teeth into. But listen to this now. A couple of days ago, I had a uh, a friend of the show, uh, Grace, put this out. Well, she retweeted somebody, informed New Jersey nurses, asked the question, how many people do you know with an upper respiratory infection lasting weeks right now? Uh, Grace said too yeah. many. Uh, and yeah. a lot of people in the chat room, a lot of people in the comments, they have gone in on this saying, uh, listen, the, the the jabs have nothing to do with it. I am unjabbed. But, yes, we are in the U.K. We're here. We're, we're all over. We're yeah. in Phoenix. We're all over the place. Everybody is getting sick. People are there. Some clinics are calling it the 100 day cough where it just sticks around. I, I've had that over the last uh, it's finally going sure. away. But. Yep. What the hell do you think is going on over here right now? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I got uh, an advertiser because I, I I know tons of people who right now have a long-lasting respiratory illness. Um, my daughter's entire dance competition has it. Now she's sick or had it. Now she's sick. One of them was feeling a lot better, but I think jumped the ship too early and now is feeling crappy again. So you got to make sure that you give yourself sufficient rest before you think you can get right back in the swing of things. Um I'll tell you, Frank, I got an advertiser. You know, we uh, love Dr. Peter McCullough and what he's what he's doing over there with the wellness company. And some of the scripts that come, you know, that say, hey, look, here's some of the reports that are going on. If you want to kind of weave this into what you tell your audience, there is no shortage of media coverage about uh, whether it's white lung or uh, unknown respiratory illnesses that are all over the place. Um this is yeah. This is this is definitely real. This is going around. Well, it's I saw. Around. I think it was actually. I think it was Peter McCullough that had put something out maybe about ten days ago or something. I was reading through it. Um, maybe Lauren sent it to me. I don't know. But they were talking about from immunity 
debt to immunity theft or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And yeah. and the the crux of the article was talking about how this is this is really outside of the bounds, even though there are more distinct patterns inside of circles of people who are going and getting sh- shot up with the the vaccines and all the related boosters. But that doesn't mean they can't hurt you, Frank. So like this is what people are like. Well, I wasn't vaccinated, right? But the people who were could have given this, you know, or, or, you know, created this or passed it on to you. Um, that doesn't make, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you're immune because you didn't get the COVID shot does not mean you're going to be immune from some other disease that is going to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for. It develops, not the word, uh, it evolved. I mean, really, you know, from people, uh, because they're in a population with that, with the, with the, you know, that particular kind of shot. It's so you have this pathogen that's running into the population of those who have been vaccinated and have that shot and how it, um, de- again, it's not develops. It's not even evolves the word I'm looking for, but mutates. Thank you. How something can mutate when it runs into a population of some, uh, like we have now. And, you know, sadly, a lot of people did go out and get that without, uh, seeing what, what, could be the effects of it. Now they could have put something into the population that whether you got vaccinated or not, you could get right. And, uh, our, it's very similar. Well, I'm, we know about RSV. This is something that could be new or novel, or it could just be some mutated version of something that would normally give us the croup frame for a couple of days well, you you know, know, or something. That, yeah. That's the whole thing. It, it could be, it could just be, and that's what they're saying. Immunity theft is that yep. even though we are, even though now we're we're a, a few years outside of 2020, what happened all throughout that entire year and occupied much of 2021? I mean, we're talking about two years plus for some people, much no, the much whole more. Year. Yeah, the that, whole year. That yeah. isolation, social isolation. Again, there, many people in that field are saying that this is going to this is a huge con- contributing factor. What no matter whether you're you know you've taken one shot or another that the fact that we have all had a diminished amount of exposure to each other whether you chose it or whether you just you know you went out about life but there was just less people around we had less exposure to each other and therefore there is a little bit more of a collective weakening of our of our immune systems because we didn't, we weren't getting that practice for nearly two years and we're trying to build ourselves back. But yeah, they're calling it the, uh, these, these hundred day coughs. And I've definitely seen it going around. I think that's why you're seeing some of the burden estimates you are too, with kids when you're dealing with stuff like RSV, uh, because they, if they were young during this period, Frank, uh, you know, they were, they just were not building up the immunity that the rest of us uh, were able to build up because they weren't exposed to some of these things. Uh, so now, and that was a great, I, I've actually heard Dr. Peter McCullough and other talking about even before we got back into the normal swing of things, you know, this could be a real problem. What happens when these younger kids bump into RSV, you know, and, and they're not, uh, they're not, their immunity is no longer, uh, equipped to deal with it and there's and that's just one thing rsv is just one i mean there's tons and tons of them and you know, we all know if you're if you're a parent you know your kid gets the crud every every couple of months i mean that's the way it is they go to school they're young they go to kindergarten whatever uh they go to the damn playground frank you know we weren't doing any of that and they weren't being exposed to it so yeah collectively it gets weaker um you know, again, thank thank God I did not. <laughs> Everyone had to make the decisions that they decided to make for their family, but this was totally new. I mean, we just ripped the playbook up 
And I just didn't buy it. I didn't buy it from the beginning, brother. I said, all right, I'll give you 12 days. I'll give you 12 days. After that, it just sounds stupid. We all what? Sit in our house, try to hide from every germ known to mankind. And then what? Gather at the, you know, at the Publix to share what we have with each other in one tiny confined spot. It's just was stupid. It was totally stupid, Frank. Totally dumb. We acted like this was the first damn pandemic we've ever seen, you know, in, in, in human history. I really think 20, 30 years from now, if we wind up snapping out of this um, hive mind mentality, we're going to look back at this time period and it's going to be like the greatest failure of public health ever. I really believe that. Boy, I, I just hope that no a, chance I'm jabbing my son, 14 years old or 12 years old at the time. No chance I'm putting that in his body. I don't know what the hell it is when he beat COVID in two days. You know, I mean, no chance. No way. I know. I know. Uh, Aurora, Aurora kicked the I think it was the she was done with the, the, the temperature in less than a day. Yeah. And then it was just a little congestion and. uh Hell, I, I don't know. We, 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 you make me think about 20 or 30 years from now, if it could all just feel like a bad dream, that, yeah. that we, could, we, we woke up, it was bad, but it was dealt with. That's the big thing, dealt with. And we always ask about that now here, too. There's, there, there's you know, however many ways that we can look around at what's going on in the world or in our backyard and diagnose one problem or another. But then we just we just sound like complainers without any... Yeah, Any solutions? Frank, here's, the, here's the issue, though. It, it's been halfway dealt with in that I don't think America, you're always going to have these Karens and these mask wearing, you know, freaks. I'm sorry. You're always going to have. They're still out there now. Some of them. It's unbelievable. Um, but I think by and large, the population will never tolerate that again. All right. Um, however, there's another side of this that you have to go through, like as a society, we would have to go through in order for us to be able to truly say that we dealt with it. And that is the accountability side. Not not a single, you know, Dr. Fauci like person has been punished at all. Dr. Dr. Fauci is a freaking liar. I mean, he misled everyone. He misled Congress. He lied to Rand Paul under oath. I mean, Frank, nothing has happened to him. And then worse, worse. What it has shown, if nobody from the WHO is going to be punished, if nobody from um, that, you know, that the Wuhan Institute of Virology is going to be punished, we basically just gave a foreign power, especially China, because they're the ones who have all the sway over the WHO. Um, we just gave them a template to hurt us with like biological warfare. Nobody's ever going to um criticize the WHO. They could tell us, they could give us a 10-point sheet on how to sit there and shut our mouths while some virus that the Chinese unleashed on us wipes half of us out. And we, and they would probably want to go along with it. Big media would probably want to go along with it because we didn't deal with that, that side of it. Yep. There's one side, which is the public opinion. I think it's turned dramatically against lockdowners. I don't think they would get away with that again. We've even seen blue states uh, and purple states. They've had several voting referendums. You know, Wolf got stripped of his emergency power. The Philadelphia suburbs voted heavily to strip him of his emergency power. So that's all great. But the other side of this is that you have to deter people from wanting to do this again. And that has not happened because there have not been any punishment.
Yep. I mean, my God, brother, if this happened 100 years ago, Dr. Fauci would be hanging upside down like Mussolini. That, Let's get real. Hey, listen, that's why they, that's why I asked. You know, it's one thing to wake up from a nightmare in 20 to 30 years from, from now and say, oh, that, that happened. It's another thing to yeah. wake up from the nightmare and actually be relieved to say, yes, oh, that happened. We got through it and we dealt with it because yeah. it can't it can't be it can't just be one of those things where Dr. Claw gets away. It, at the you know at the end of the at the end of the episode it it can't happen that way um, inconvenient economically you remember when that smug little bastard said that part of my French on your show that little dwarf I'd slap the taste right out of his mouth if I ever saw him Frank God forgive me economically inconvenient inconvenient economically people lost their homes they lost their businesses uh, you know they they couldn't bury loved ones uh, it's just unbelievable what that little tyrant um, you know got to walk away from it. Got to and then all the modelers, Frank, when are the modelers in Britain going to be punished for constantly putting out these bogus models that are just meant, aimed at terrorizing people? They never hit their target. They're never right. I, it's just no accountability at all. Well, no accountability. You could you could add that to the, the pile of things that I did. Uh, I, I gave you in the first half. We, we yeah. talk about everything from war to lying about that, to E. Jean Carroll, to 90. I love when people say, oh, you know what's, what's great about, be, uh, about, our, about our side? Our candidates don't have 91 criminal charges pending against them. I say, every time somebody brings up the 91 charges against Donald Trump, I always say, yeah, isn't it amazing what Democrats can do when they put their minds to it? You know, yeah. just, can, just can create this stuff, and then, of course, they can report on it afterwards. They have all... As if it's credible. I know. As if it's totally credible. As if E. Jean Carroll isn't given a prime spot on Rachel Maddow. To she, Rachel Maddow asked her about that money. What are you going to do? You had previously said that you were going to use it to advance the cause of women's rights. And this sick, sick, demented woman, because that's what she is, goes on a tangent about buying clothes and going on shopping sprees. And do you want a penthouse, Rachel? Performing. I'll get you a penthouse. She, I yeah. mean, she's Frank. performing because she's a histrionic, histrionic fraud. And any yep. and anybody who's been yep. out there, anybody who's been out there in the world and has met these people, especially the thespian types. Oh uh, yes. If you, what a great way to put it. If you if you met these thespians in the world, then you know exactly what's going on there. Uh, histrionic, hypersexualized. They do yep. it. They do it. They seek it out. And of course. Um, you know, when when they're close to eighty years old and they want new purpose in their life, uh, sometimes you get lucky, like Eugene Carroll, to uh, to get in line with people who are trying to take out a president, and uh, and here we have it. So, hey, Rich, let everybody know. Penalty for that, Frank, should be just as bad as the penalty of the act, because if we as a society identify, and it is, you know, rape as such a heinous act, then to accuse somebody wrongfully of such a heinous act. Should be taken with equal, or should be, um, yeah, taken with equal severity when we're talking about punishment. Um, again, you know, I, I, I never cared about how I came across with this. To, to anyone who puts this in some political box, you're an idiot. If you're any kind of an outstanding woman, or you care about real victims of rape, or if you have a male private part, you should absolutely one hundred with every fiber in your being. 
uh, defend Trump against this, whether you like him or not. This is a disgusting pig of a woman, the characteristics of which Frank just laid out, and it's been laid bare now for everybody to see on your left-wing crazy uh, networks that propped her up and lionized her, made her out to be some kind of a saint. She's had now public meltdowns. Nobody, nobody who deals with real rape victims would ever look at that pig and think that she's a real rape victim. This is what it is, guys. You can now be accused by some nutcase woman of rape, and God forbid you defend yourself, you can actually be sued for defending yourself now. So take your heads out of your butts, because this is no joke. We grew up in the, Frank, you grew up in a similar era I did. All of a sudden it was like, cool, to erroneously accuse people, of, uh, men, of rape. And now we've basically cemented this in our society. It's okay. And the court system in New York... Um, you know, put their stamp of approval on. This is disgusting. It's an option. Disgusting. Yeah. He's a victim here. He's yeah. a victim. And uh, I wouldn't give her one red. I wouldn't I wouldn't give her one damn red cent. She's not getting a penny. It's never going to happen. All right. She's never going to see a dollar of that 84 million. So I hope she celebrates on Rachel and uh, gets whatever book deal she thinks she's going to get out of it. First of all, her life's not worth her reputation. Her reputation isn't worth $84 million. This is a woman who talked, who posted publicly on social media about bestiality and raping, you know, exciting. And this is a sick, sick pig. She wasn't worth $84 million. Her reputation wasn't worth $84 million. Yeah, let's give, uh, it's the same kind of, you know, same mentality though, Frank. Let's give Joy, whatever, why not a half a billion? To George Floyd and his family, because a guy who runs around doped up all the time and pointing guns at the bellies of pregnant women was ever going to earn a half a million dollars in his life. Get the hell out of here, Frank. Like, I mean, this is it's totally outrageous. Like, if you're, you, like you know, you, this is why we were raised in neighborhoods where people said things like the working man's a stiff. Yeah, you just be some sick lying pig of a woman and do what she did. And uh, you can get you can try to get filthy rich like that instead of being honorable. It's one of those things where, yeah, you hear about that growing up. Somebody getting wrongfully accused, set up, you know, Horrible. whatever. And then it's one thing to hear about that growing up, you know, a little neighborhood altercation or somebody trying to pull a fast one on someone else or bearing false witness in school when you're, you know, you're going to, you got caught doing something and you just, you're yeah. so desperate to not be in trouble that you blame somebody else for no reason. Right. You know, you see this stuff growing up and to see it now be adopted as a viable option. Yep. inside of the judicial system of of American states and and all with the uh, and not even just about a matter of one little gang that's trying to cement local power it's about people their own little cells that are operating all over the place that are trying to do things do things with, with, probably without any verbal communication everybody just knows what the game plan is to try <laughs> to try to affect to try to affect the outcome or the way that a, an election a national election is going to uh to, to turn out it, it's, it's it, the hive brother oh, they don't dude, need to communicate out loud that's it's yeah. the hive mind and again it's worthy of talking about because you're seeing that all of this is being done at the the behest of juries of our peers and god forbid any of us have to go into a courtroom and it even whiffs of anything that is political in any way shape or form that has even a hint of 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 anything that would activate people's absolutely blinding bias to whatever their their herd is because 
you're not it's really just the um it's the difference between being privileged or being overly persecuted at this point it's uh it's it's crazy all right so listen yep. let everybody know what you're doing for the rest of the week and thank you again for coming on my friend yeah, we are uh, actually going to start talking about uh, our next round of polling that we're going to do. We will poll South Carolina ahead of uh, that primary. We need a new national poll. We're going to discuss that. Uh, of course, all of the goodies of what is going on with the, you know, what what are the what are the mode? What's the motive here with the continuance of this GOP um, process? I mean, everybody knows she has no path. What's the point? Uh, but yeah, that, we're going to go. It'll happen all very quickly. And then we'll roll into uh, the coverage of Nevada, which is coming up, and we'll roll into the coverage of South Carolina uh, and the, the literal results of it. So the maps have been really cool, guys. If they've been following along, the new results, the live result maps have been real. Just every year they get better. Decision Desk doing a great job. Happy to uh, partner with them to bring those results to people. And they, uh, it's been, you know, so far, knock on wood, going off without a hitch, Frank. It's been uh, it's been fun. We got a lot coming up. Fantastic. A lot of goodies. And by the way, Robespierre had the consent of the peers too when he lopped off everybody's head. And then by the way, his own peers wound up taking his head. So, you know, sometimes that's not the best way, brother. No, it's not. No, it's not at all. But then again, the people who are doing this don't exactly uh, care about history. They care about destroying history. They want to be yeah. they want to be the ones who are in charge in the new year. That's right. The new year zero. <laughs> That's it. All That's right, right brother. Well, send my best to the family over there and thank you for helping me kick off the uh the new year. Yeah, man, anytime. Right back to you and yours. The video with the, your daughter was absolutely adorable. <laughs> oh, I I appreciate that. <laughs> that was that. so cute, man. I'll tell everybody uh give them your best and uh give everybody over there ours and we'll talk to you soon. All right, bro. Take care. There you go. There's Rich Barris, People's Pundit Daily. Uh, his locals link is in the description. All right, so we're going to take a really quick break. When we come back, I want to take some calls from you about a number of things. Uh, we still have, you can give us whatever the hell you have on the PSYOP, the pop culture PSYOP that is being run out there. And, and of course, denied and gaslighted about in the same way. And I also want to know about the 100-day cough. Because, you know, I, I had this article over here. I just found it while Rich was uh, was talking, and I I grabbed it. And I now I have something to reference when I come back. But when we do, I want you to call on in because that's uh, that's really interesting right there. I know a lot. Hey, there's just I feel like people get over a cold. Three weeks later, they got another cold again. And the coughs just stick around forever. I am just starting to get over the tickle in my throat. Okay, it was um, it was something else. I got that in the like the first week of. Is me and Aurora were were sick? I feel like somewhere around the last week of November, first week of December, and I, I was wheeze coughing for about six weeks. I feel so. It, it's definitely a real thing. I want to know what you say about that. But all other than that, the lines are open, and I want to hear from you. So call in 914-200-0269. We'll be back in a second. You're listening to Quite Frankly. This guy has to be the king of edging. I've never seen someone paint a wall this perfectly around an electrical socket. Like I have to put tape down and all these other things in order to edge this perfectly. But one thing you didn't know is I've been edging this whole video. Oh. 
right now we uh, can't uh, see much of anything and frankly this is what we can show you on television right now because of uh, military restrictions from both the uh, Saudis and uh, the U.S. Uh, CD, if you need to take cover, I notice uh, that you've got your gas mask in your hands. If you need we, to put it on, we, we please have, do so. If you need to take cover, have, please do so. Uh, white say. Charles Jaco, CNN, reporting live from Saudi Arabia. Oh, I love this country so much. Standing down now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get my hamburger and my coffee. Good. We just got the all clear. All clear. Democracy Manifest. Have a look at the headlock here. See that chap over there? Get your hand off my penis! This is the bloke who got me on the penis before. Get some cups. Why did you do this to me? Get some cups. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? Oh, that's a nice headlock, sir. Oh, yes. I see that you know your judo well. Good one. And you, sir, are you waiting to receive my limp penis? How dare you get your hands on there? Ta-da! And farewell. One cup, look! Slave and broke. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. I am uh okay, so we're taking some calls and I'm gonna read your super chats. Let's just call. Call in, keep me some company, let me know what's going on. Somebody just <laughs> you know, the um the Taylor Swift porn anime, uh, not the anime, the Taylor Swift um AI porn. The fact that this has started a war, begun the clone porn wars have, uh, it, is, uh, it is something else here. It's great. And, and I, I love that, that people are getting, the White House has commented on it. It is disgusting what's going on with AI and they're, they're making, they're turning our beloved Taylor Swift into one thing or another. It is something else, man. It is something else. Something else to behold, the kind of uh, the kind of warring that is about to begin. All right, let's take a uh, let's take a call. First one up, you're on the air. Who's this? Oh, hold on, hold on one second, Diane. Hold on one second. I have got to lower this and get that the hell out of here. And boom, okay, Diane's on with us. What's happening? Yes, 
So I've got the 100-day cough. <laughs> you do? When did you I, get it? My husband and I both got sick at the beginning of January. We're still with this cough, and that's all it is, is a cough. Okay. And and, and, there's, and, been, and there's been no shot. You Have have you taken any shots? No, no shots. See, I did thing. not. Neither one of us got the shots. We don't believe in those. Um, we just both got, we went to the doctor. <laughs> he went to the doctor. Upper respiratory. That's all they said. Um, they, they He took a COVID test and a flu test. It was neither one of those. So all she said, it was upper respiratory. Okay. And then a few days later, I got sick after him. And we're both, uh, like I said, beginning of January, and we're still still right now coughing every single day. It's it's serious. And, and you know, the crazy thing is it's a little bit psychological, too, because as soon as you brought it up, I, I felt the tickle on my chest again, and I had to start coughing. <laughs> <laughs> I had to start coughing. You're gonna you're gonna start gonna coughing now too. Go ahead, Diane. Have a co- cough for everybody. Go ahead. <clears throat> no, I can't. Well, I mean, I will cough if I talk too long because that's what happens. It's like it's a dry thing. Yeah. Like it's just like everything's been sucked out of you. Any moisture. Yeah. Of course, I'm in Arizona, so that doesn't help. But I know, I know. Well, everything's dry out there. And uh, that you just gotta have to get yourself a uh, humidifier, <clears throat> one of those cold, those yep. co- cool mist humidifiers. Those are those will do the trick. Well, thank you for the call, Diane. It's great to hear from you. Okay, all right. Talk to Th- you later. There Bye. you go. There's Diane from Arizona. Here, uh, just a little bit more on that thread from Really Graceful. Here you go. Uh, I have an uncle on home hospice. Thanks to Rem, deafness here. Death is near. Just lost a childhood friend to turbo cancer as well. What the hell's going on? Yeah, well, this is something a little bit different than that. I think there's that's a little bit more, uh, you get it. In Phoenix, the clinic is calling it the 100-day cough. Republic, let's see here. Here's another one. I have one. I've had one for weeks, and I can't seem to get rid of it. I had it for at least two months going on three. Absolutely, says another person. I'm in the UK. A lot of people get sick. Uh, they're getting sick at the moment. It's all to do with bad chests, respiratory, maybe the effects from a weakened, weakened immune system. That's that's what some people like Peter McCullough have published. It was this article right here. It was Courageous Discourse, Peter McCullough, md.substack. Getting sick more often because of immunity theft or immunity debt. And there's a little uh, part over here. Let's see here. I recognize this article raises more questions than it answers, but I wanted our readers to be thinking about the effects in their bodies of what happened. Number one, the year 2020 and 2021, we all had less exposure to other people and the viruses that they harbor. Number two, virtually all of us contracted SARS-CoV-2 at least once, if not more. And then number three, 75% of Americans took one or more COVID-19 vaccines, 94% were mRNA products probably still in the body, altering the immune system today. And um, so, I mean, this was one thing that came around, and it made sense. At least the first first point did. I don't know. That's pretty unprecedented to say that you have, on such a wide scale, had people all over the world shut in, and when they started emerging from their holes and getting out into the world, everything was contactless. Everything was, so even when we're getting out there, you're getting an Uber, you're getting something like that. Everything is contactless. 
That was the new marketing for every business that wanted to stay alive. They had to find a way to make their business contactless. Everybody's still wearing masks, gloves, uh, you know, uh, disinfectant on everything like that. So even as we're we're making our way out of the out of the houses more and more in mid to late 2021 and into 22 and all that stuff, it was to a much lessened degree. That's unprecedented to have that many hundreds of millions of people, if not measured in low billions of people, who were not getting the practice that they usually do. So, but as far as the respiratory thing and the sticking around, maybe that's all there is to uh, understanding what happened. But it's definitely real. It's no doubt real. I feel like I, I was I was sick. I was sick more in the last year and a half than I have been in the last nine years. It's just nuts. Uh, let's see here. So you can call in on that. Let me get into the Super Chats, make sure I get it. Quite frankly, superchat.com. Jay Britz, thank you. Stostube, thank you so much. Uh, let me see. Um, <laughs> everybody keeps sharing. I see in the uh, the Discord more and more AI-generated <laughs> Taylor Swift uh, images that <laughs> she's fooling around with. Who's that? Kermit the Frog? She looks so surprised. <laughs> she looks so surprised. That's the funny part. <laughs> How did that happen? How did that happen? No, they're trying to make it look so good, too. They're trying. And that's what makes it even better. Because the more it looks, the more real it looks like. There's some people that really know how to do these uh these AI. Uh, image generation is very good. If I were to to throw some keywords into this, it would look like I don't know, uh, you know, a finger painting that uh, that Aurora did. And but this stuff is some people out there are just masters already, and it creates this hyper realistic stuff that in, in in any other time in human existence we would have to just have the funny image in our head. Now we can actually see it. We can take the dream world out of our heads and put it onto paper and have it make it look really, really good. Aside from, you know, those of you who are really good with your hands, you can actually paint the damn thing. But um, but this is something altogether. Altogether different. Quite different. All right. And, of course, another night where Rumble Chat has been completely blanked out. So I'm sorry for anybody who has sent any kind of contribution over there. That's really upsetting. All right, on the foxhole, let's see here. Starting from the top, C. Blanche, and we're going to get to your calls again. Let me get it up on the screen. 914-200-0269. Reggie V, Boys Blanc 89, NJSF, thank you. NJSF again says, there's a real need for they live sunglasses, indeed. No doubt about it. Hello, world. That is from C. Blanche. Glad I'm living for all of this BS. We're winning. Indeed we are. Indeed. Thank you, Jesse81138. NJSF again. The goal is to fatten the military equipment manufacturers. Yeah, but there's also there also is the goal to be able to deplete the military. To, to need. Listen, you think about this here too. 
they're going mechanized. They're already very, very mechanized. There's so much technology that they probably have not rolled out. Um, but what they are doing is they're trying to manage, like I said, in a very unsustainable way, they're managing how many war zones we are involved in. Now, we are offering a lot of support. We are not directly involved in many in much fighting right now in an overt way. I'm sure that we have special operators on on the ground and and people like that working in in you know off the books ways. But as far as a major deployment goes, that's not happening yet. They have a major recruiting deficit. Uh, we are losing more and more stock in the world, and if they if they continue to turn the knob up a little bit, to turn up the heat and make us get into a position where there's going to have to be wide, wide scale fighting, then you're going to see somebody say, how the hell are we going to be able to get more people to deploy? And that is when Dick Durbin's little declaration about all the illegal aliens who are right now in New York City beating up police officers and uh, and, 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 and uh, forming flash mobs of theft in uh, malls in Astoria, Queens. All those people are going to be told, get to your local recruiting station. We'll teach you how to uh, speak workable English. You go out there and you uh, you fight in a foreign land. You wear an American patch, American uh, flag patch on your arm. You come back and we'll make you a voter. And then, of course, when we have to call you up again to uh, quell some domestic insurrection, you will be of sound mind and have absolutely no attachment to this country so that you will feel comfortable going after American citizens in the way that uh, perhaps a large, large contingent of the current crop of American soldiers would never do. There still is that. There still is that. Um, so it, it could just be that wide-scale war would be a wonderful predicate for really flushing out the military with brand-new brand new faces who are loyal to the Borg. And um, it's something to consider because we are in uncharted waters and it makes sense. At least to me, it does. Lone Yukon says, smartest dude on the interwebs. Thanks, Frank. Thank you, Lone Yukon. I don't know who you're talking about. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's Rich. But if you're talking about me, that's very high compliment. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Sean Joe, Jesse, JSM, Bender, and uh, 2NQ1, NX17. What's going on, NX? Then let's see here. J Jewel says, uh, Methylene Blue, it's a miracle cure. Paulie, 9363, good show. Sean Joe again says, E. Gene said to Anderson Cooper, Cooper, if I had a penis, I'd rape you in the pooper. Oh, well, that's probably what they had cut off. Uh, they had cut out of that episode when they went to break. So Joe M one seventy says the Earth is still flat, or it's a realm. Yeah, it's just one. It's one or the other, right? <laughs> it's a realm. Anyway, let's take some calls on whatever the hell we talked about tonight. Your rigged sports. Thoughts and, of course, the 100-day cough. I want to know about what you have going on there. We're going to have to bring up the microchips. There's more on Neuralink coming up soon. Then we, then again, we have a couple of really great uh, science guests coming on soon, too. 
that we can talk about that with. I should get Zach Voorhees back on. It's been a long time since we talked to Zach Voorhees. What do you know? What do you say, Zach? But uh, but yeah, seriously. As if you needed more proof that this Taylor Swift thing is all force. It has already attracted every left-wing ninny with an internet connection who otherwise hates sports to equate what is just a general sense of media annoyance into, oh my gosh, MAGA meltdown. People's reaction is just ridiculous. There's no meltdown going on. And that's how you know what this is because that's one of their lines of defense is creating that straw man or that that gaslighting effect there. Uh, 626, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, what's up there, Frank? How you doing? Who's this? Oh, I'm good. This is Travis. Hey, Travis. How you been? I've uh, been pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, you know, man, you got some, a lot of interesting stuff you're talking about right now. Hey, so, you know, like my thoughts on this NFL, uh, well, NFL in particular, just because you've been talking about it, I think it's definitely rigged, man. Like, if you're really into it and you watch, it's, I don't think they rig every single game every single week, but I think they pick and choose for sure because there's so many incidents where you can pinpoint during a game where they're literally like throwing it at the end of the game. There was a Rams game versus the Niners where the spread was like seven and a half and the Niners were like dominating the Rams the whole game. And then suddenly in the last like 30 seconds, they let the Rams just drive down the field. They were down by enough points. Like you're not going to win the game. What does it really matter? But they let them drive down the field. Easy peasy. They kick a field goal. Boom. Spread killer. Like, I think it's, I think they definitely rig it. You had a lady um, give you a comment last night where you were like, oh, I wish you would have elaborated more where she was talking about injuries. Um, with the injuries, I think those are definitely making it hard when you're trying to gamble on the games. Because if you don't know if these star players are actually going to play, yeah, you can't really make like an educated um, pick for the game. So it makes the decisions really cloudy, you know? Or they'll have guys get injured mid-game and they're not really hurt. And so they can have a reason to be like, oh, well, that's why they lost. You know, the star player went out mid-game. So I think it's all rigged. You know, I, I would love I, to, I would just love to rigged. see more people like Dwight Smith come forth and 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 talk about this. Everyone that that made a lot of people's uh, heads turn. And there, yeah, like it, with the Super Bowl thing, huh? Oh yeah, with the Super that, Bowl thing. That but, Raiders, the Raiders Buccaneers one, dude, it was crazy, bro. Like. They changed their whole game plan, like, right before the game. They had their star offensive lineman go down to Tijuana and have, like, a blackout where he totally forgot and got lost for, like, a week. So they were missing him for the game or something. They had to suspend him or he didn't make the plane or something because he was all coked out or on some drugs in yeah. Mexico. It's crazy. Yeah, dude. I this, think it's all rigged. That, well, well, here, I would love more. Thank you for the call, Travis. I would think that – I would hope that there's more people that can come – come forward like that and create some really interesting moments of disclosure because why not? But then again, you know, things are so tight lipped, so tight lipped. You, you get these whiffs and there's, there's always it's kind of take this model and put it into government, put it into DC and think about the kind of like the, the, the sexual, the transactional nature of sex in DC. I mean that that's all it's just a but you think about that. Madison Cawthorn. Okay? We get one guy in recent history that comes forward who's actually in it. 
and says that, oh, oh I've, I've been getting, I get uh, invites to this person's party, that person's party, all that stuff. And then it is a resounding bipartisan denial of anything, a repudiation, you know, you know, telling him to like apologize and watch out what you're, what you're saying. You're saying silly stuff here. And then all of a sudden he's, he's no longer in, in Congress and all the, uh, and all that damage was localized to him and all that. And everybody moves on with what we all know is happening. And for the same reason people say that the Super Bowl cannot be rigged uh, is the same reason why many people say that they don't believe that large, large groups, of, you know, a bureaucracy working toward a, uh, a self-serving end that is in direct contravention or directly contradicting any kind of civil rights it's supposed to preserve for its people, you know, uh, for the people of a nation, I should say. They say that it's just too, it's, there's too many people in there. There's too many moving parts. There's too many incompetent people for this to actually get pulled off, especially a big military operation, a false flag. Well, you want to know something? Is there anything very clean about January 6th? Would you say that January 6th was the opposite of sloppy? It, you really think about it. I mean, even Rich brought us back to the Lusitania. The Lusitania is easily debunkable with all the information that is, is had today. Only thing is that the Lusitania was sunk during a time when the only time you're getting information, information about what was going on out there and what that boat, that ship was actually involved in, um, it took a long time for that to come out. There's very, very centralized sources of information. Only now do we have, everybody has a webcam. Everybody has a phone that's streaming. Um, there's, there, there's so many eyes on every event that you can see that, you know, these, the, these false flags, these events, these things that really uh, are, are meant and constructed for public consumption, public messaging, they've probably always been very, very sloppy. But when you only have a couple of camera angles and you only have a couple of people who are in a position where they can comment comment on it it's um it's something else you know uh you know and, and of course getting back to the, the taylor swift thing uh people's reaction to taylor swift over the course of this last season with her dating the, the tight end kelsey from uh the chiefs it was on a range from general annoyance uh general annoyance with the with the media deep throating all right the media was deep throating this thing all right, they're really, really getting down to business, and then, and then, of course, that evolved into now what we have right now, which is the greater questions about the timing of such expensive ops here. I mean, this is a lot of expensive. It's the media attention on these two, which just does not seem right. Uh, it's uh, the, the timing is is pretty interesting. They admit this stuff is real. And it's important. Uh, it's important to them to to be able to make political inroads with someone that is as influential as uh, as as Taylor Swift. And of of course, it's a it's a merging of several different um, demographics with the boyfriend. He's making tons of money off of Pfizer. I think I think I read that her net worth has doubled over the last year or so. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot in there. So uh, is it illegal 
to have two people get together and 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 pretend to be affectionate for each other in public and uh, and then in, become in some way politically influential over the course of the next couple of months no it's not illegal it's just that we see these things we see it we see what's happening but the people who can't process it or think that they have something to gain from it they'll say oh maga meltdown i love i love tasting maga tears like nobody's afraid of this girl it's just that why can't you see that everything is so damn fake why can't you see everything is so damn fake they're still still with the uh with the ai images yeah, yeah taylor swift wishes she had an ass like that no wait wait <laughs> this gilded is ridiculous right now <laughs> it's so stupid oh man anyway <laughs> anyway 914 200 no we don't have time for that 0269 we're gonna have a lot more time for your calls tomorrow um, I thank you all so much for all of the gold pills and for the super chats. I'm going to get around to opening up the opening up that in just a second. Let me just get the scratching underway. There you go. Scratch your own ass with that one, ladies and gentlemen. Scratch it all. And thank you to Jay Brits and Stowe Soup for everything else. With that, ladies and gents, it's nine o'clock. I'll see you tomorrow night for seven o'clock. The uh, Wednesday night broadcast. We're getting closer to Friday. I can't tell you. I, I love doing the show every night. I'm going to have a great time with Don Jeffries tomorrow. I'm going to have a great time with Ashton Forbes on Thursday night. But I'm going to be going to bed on Thursday night like it is Christmas Eve. Because Friday, yeah, Friday at the studio, late afternoon, into the night, working on stuff, and then into Saturday, man, I'm I'm a... Uh, I'm 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 really uh I'm jacked up for it, man. I'm I'm ready. I want it to go well. Anywho, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for this, and I will see you tomorrow night. Send me emails at frank at quite frankly.tv. It all forwards to the old Gmail, but now it's just easier to remember. Frank at quite frankly.tv. Become a sponsor at quite frankly.tv. There all of your options are there, including the foxhole. But we are uh, we're really driving toward a major 2024 goal on the subscribe star and um, and things are going well. Things are going well. People are coming together, little tiny pledges, and that's really all that matters. We are at 34.1%. We are at 28% funded no more than three or four weeks ago. It couldn't have been a month. So we're getting there, friends. I, I really appreciate this. I, I don't ask for much, and I try to limit what I do ask for. But this has been uh, very heartwarming. Thank you so much, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great night, and um, and take care. Take care for the rest of the evening. Bye-bye. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience. And now, our super chatters, Jay Brits and Stostube, a match made in heaven. And to all of our wonderful gold pillars out there, tomorrow is another day. I can't wait to see you all again.
and storming the castle. Think it'll work? It would take a miracle. Bye-bye. Will you shut up?